Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. So much on tap to talk about today. I'm going to be talking about Britney Spears and Cardi B and Marilyn Monroe and their pink auras and what they have in common. I'm going to be talking about the voices in your head. How do you separate your thoughts from your ego, from your spirit guides messages? That's kind of hard to do. I'm going to be telling you exactly how to do that. But first... Yeah, we are recording from my parents' haunted basement for reals. Hey, Scotty, how'd we get here? Hey, guys. (laughs) Yes, this is fairly scary and a little bit nasty. It's kind of like the uh, Neil Young song, lying in a burnt-out basement. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, There's spider webs everywhere. It it looks like a basement. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like a little bit like even worse than the normal basement, I think. Okay, yeah. But, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm a little scared taping down here because it is haunted. It, it is. Your parents have told us of hauntings down here. Yeah. Uh, it we you know as everybody knows we do have a podcast ghost. We do. This and is not him though. No, this is not him. I mm-hmm. feel that our our podcast ghost who we picked up at the Riddle House uh, in our first Halloween special. I feel he's jealous. Okay. So I feel his energy right now. So there's like a little drama. There's a little drama going on between the haunted the person that's haunting this basement, right. And our podcast ghost. Yeah. Um, so I think now, unfortunately, I think someone passed down here, right? So no, what happened was the previous owner's, um, son, uh, he took his own life, unfortunately. And he, the, you know, out of respect for that family, I'm not going to say his name. I do know his name. I'm not going to say his name because the family's still alive, but, um, yeah. And he just, you know what it is? He lives down here. It's not. And I think what you have to understand is. It's not purgatory or it's not limbo or it's not sad. It's just kind of like a choice. And he lived down here in his life. He was happy down here um, in the basement. Uh, you know, it was like kind of a cozy shelter for him from the world. And he does hang out down here now. I've had experiences. I can see him in my mind's eye. I can feel him. He's very chill. He's a very just kind of normal, quiet kind of dude. My sister, who actually sees dead people physically, has seen him. Um, and been touched by him. My parents have had um, experiences with him. My mom says that he does all sorts of things in the house. So, like what? He turns on and off lights. We have to get her to talk about it. Okay. Maybe next episode. Um, because he is an active member of the house, basically. Now, I am right now terrified to turn around. Is he <laughs> over my shoulder? He's not that. You know what? Even when you say that, I just get this feeling like he would, like, like, please. Really? He's not, that's so you're stereotyping him. Okay. He's just a very normal person who just liked it in his life down here and is choosing to find comfort down here for the time being. You know, I read so many people and they have an energy in the house with them and they know it and it's not malevolent. It's fine. It's just kind of like a roommate. Now, the other thing that I keep coming back to and I can't get out of my head is that Neil Young song. I forgot the name of it, uh, but you know, it was lying in a burnt down basement. Oh. I forget, you know, that's weird because you never mentioned that before. No, I never sing that song. Yeah, um, but and then I don't know if you'd be able to get this. Did he like to do uh, oh, yes. like marijuana majorly recreationally? Yes, okay. down here. Because I actually, I'm, but you can smell it sometimes down here. Really, I'm yeah. picking up that. That's what I'm that's getting. Weird. A vibe. Yeah, no, he was. He was into that, which is, okay. you know, whatever. That's what he was into. Oh, my God. And now, it, yeah. yeah. It wasn't that many years ago either, so. Okay, because I definitely feel that. Now, we do also have our favorite podcast guest yes. with us today, Brianna. Hi. Uh, Bree, you are very sensitive to these kind of things. Do you feel this person in the basement, this energy, or no? Um, I feel kind of. I mean, there's, like, creaking sounds and... I'm a little nervous, but I can kind of sense that I feel like he doesn't mean any harm. Okay, so he's just kind of a stoner. Sure. You get the same vibe that... I don't think they use... What words do you guys use now? Do oh. You, I don't stoner. Think, oh, the stoner still stoner, the word. Still, okay. okay. So I'm still with the lingo. Yeah, I hear a lot of creaking too. Yeah. Now, it's an old house, so it could be also people walking, but mm-hmm. it also could be this guy that haunts this place. Yeah. So... Well, maybe he'll make himself known for the podcast. Maybe he will. That would be cool. Yeah, so we'll see if anyone picks up anything while they're listening to this. Um, yeah, okay, so how did we get here? How did we get here, Scott? All right, so we're <laughs> we're in this this basement right now recording. Yes. Uh, much different than our usual spot in the living room with our 
you know, our old textbooks and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're in Buffalo. We're, we're visiting your family. Uh, we drove two days to get here. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to take a plane. No. Uh, especially Abby and myself and Bree. I think you were okay I with taking a plane. I would have done the plane. Yeah. I don't want the plane. No, you don't like the plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so here we are. We, we, we road tripped it. And the road trip was, you know, it had its moments. It's good. Yeah. I thought it was. It was. I thought it was pretty uneventful. Yeah, it was uneventful <laughs> except for one incident. Ooh, so yeah. the, you know, the first day we were we were driving. You know, Flo- Florida is you know flat as a pancake. Mm-hmm. You got to go like five six hours, but it goes quick because it's like seventy five the whole way. Yeah, you know, there's no stopping. No frills. No frills. Uh, so that went well. We got into Georgia. And then, like, the middle of Georgia, I felt like this thing going to my eye. Yeah, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, there's something in my eye. Yeah. And you start swerving a bit. Yeah. I almost, I almost hit a, little, a car. That was but, a little scary. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I okay, yeah. But anyway. But then, then I didn't even think about it. So, you know, I, I, you know, something went to my <laughs> eye. I don't know if I got bit. It was a, oh my God. a, a towel. I have no idea what it was. Right. I, don't, I don't know. But okay. anyways, you're right. It was your wait. It was your left eye. So it wasn't yeah. the eye next to me in the car. It was like on the other side. So I didn't see it. Right. Right. Until. And, yeah. <laughs> and I did like after it. I did feel a little sleepy, and my eye did close a few times. I didn't want to tell you guys, but we're driving. My other eye closed as well for a moment, <laughs> and uh, you know the co- the car actually came on. Do you need a coffee break? It told me. Um, but anyway, so that was fine. We got to the hotel, and then you looked at my eye. So then we stop and like. If you've ever seen that scene in Something About Mary where the guy has like a sty in his eye and then it's just like huge. It's like, whoa, you got something in your eye. Like, that's what it was like. You're like, what? Like, what? And it was all very big and puffy. And it was like really uncomfortable to look at. And we didn't, you're very sensitive to faces and like people who get alarmed. So like the three of us were like, whoa. Whoa. We were really like disturbed looking at it. But then you were like, what, what, what? We don't know what happened. Is this, to you. Is this true, Brianna? It was huge. It was like puffy and swollen and nasty. All right, whatever. We felt terrible for you. Well, it still felt okay. Yeah, but you were fine. Like you felt okay. Yeah. Like, felt are fine. you sure you feel okay? Like, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. So the so the big all right. So fine. I was like, whatever. I can live with it. Nothing hurts. It'll probably go down. You know, very soon. So the big decision was, what do we do for dinner? Yeah, so we stop at the hotel. We check in. Everyone's hung, you know, it's that time of the day. Everyone's hungry and had it at the right. same time hangry right we're in orangeburg south carolina and you gotta love the south yeah and if orangeburg south carolina was a color i don't know that it'd be orange uh what would you i don't know honestly i don't know like everyone was really nice it's just they were really slow really slow (laughs) like Like really slow slow. like i felt like i was but sometimes when you move through you know we live in south florida but it's really not the south like they say you got to go north to be south like in florida and so sometimes when you drive through the south and and god bless you all that live there it's you know it's just a different mindset and so (laughs) you wait a lot for things to happen and maybe we're impatient so i you know they sat us down at the at the restaurant yeah so we we get down yeah (laughs) we're in the restaurant yeah and brie could you explain like what the vibe was um, let's just say it was dirty <laughs> and not good and nasty and you don't want to be there. It was a chain restaurant. It was a chain. It was just, and the kids aren't vaccinated and we are. Right. And so there's still kind of like this inside dining phobia we have, <laughs> but there's nowhere else to eat. Right. And we walk in and like, Bree's like you. So she's like, no. And she doesn't care. She's like, no. And then you're kind of like, there's nowhere else to eat. So you're getting like, you know, your eyes all puffy. So I'm dealing with like two people that are both like opposite nose. Like you're like, we're eating here. And she's like, we're not eating here. And Abby and I are just like, I don't even know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they they sat us in this like kind of smaller booth. By everybody. The table was like disgusting. It was was right. It was dirty. And we're not picky. It was dirty. The menu was, the menu still stuck to my hand. It was sticky. (laughs) Okay. It's still stuck there. I I can't get it off. Okay. They, you know, we go in a booth and, you know, like, I don't know if anyone hates this, but the person in the other booth had a very long arm and he was a, you know, taller man and he had his like arm on the top of the booth. You yes. ever have that? You know, you ever sit in a restaurant and like you're in the booth and they're in the booth yeah. and that hand is like just hanging Ugh. off the end right by elbow your head. Was like, yeah. you, had to, you guys had to duck. Yeah. Me and Abby took the knot that side yeah. and then the you and Brie had to like duck <laughs> under that guy's elbow. Yeah. And me and Bree are like making a lot of noise, trying to get him to move. I'm like, I'm pushing on the booth a little, you know, just trying to like 
get get the hand out, but he's not taking the hint, and the hand's still right. there. Yeah. It's like hanging like his fingernails like in my ear almost. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, really disgusting. It's like uh, he's making a stand too. He's yeah. like, I'm not moving my yeah. arm. And and thank God like, they, yeah. Thank God they got the though. check and they left. Yeah. So like I was I'm like, all right, so maybe I'll get a little but bit. But we still better. haven't gotten any waters or no, we didn't or get any service. Nothing, which is fine. It's just it was there was like a herd of flies. What do you call a bunch of flies? Oh, it was bad. <laughs> they were like swarming around us. Okay. There was like a colony of just you know, and here's flies. The thing. You know, you know, I can tell everybody's miserable. So I'm I'm starting to really sweat. My eye is actually getting much worse. It's like starting to swell shut. Your eye is weeping. It's like I can't even see out of it anymore. The eye continuously gets worse. And here, you know, I'm a red. And I have my whole family, you know, we're X amount of miles away from our home. I'm a red. I'm protective. I want to make sure things go well for everyone. And I can tell everybody is just miserable. You know, <laughs> Bree is miserable. Abby's miserable. Abby's like, I want to go. I want to go. You know, you were putting on a good face. I'm I like, have you know to say, what? You know, it's one meal. Let's just all get chicken fingers and move on, people. Right. Like, knew, let's get chicken fingers and just move on. But I knew you were fake <laughs> smiling at me. Oh, I and, was. Yeah. That <laughs> so, was a fake smile. As this continues, I'm, I'm dripping sweat, like totally dripping, like 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 just running down my cheeks. And then, you, yes, keep going though. Yeah, no. So, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm like, so I keep saying, "All right, let's just go. Come on, let's go. Just, let's just leave. Just let's leave." Do you get bit by a spider? There's like a spider web attacking me, like right there now. Is? Yeah. It's okay. No, you're no, okay. It's not on your side. Yeah, we you're can't okay. make this up. Sorry, people. guys. There are spiders we crawling are on us. We are filming in a basement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But continue, continue. Okay, I'm but sorry. anyway, so you know, I know everybody wants to go. I want to go myself, and I'm just like, let's just go. But you know, and whatever. So it's kind of a weird situation when you sit down. You have the menus. Nobody wanted to leave, but they didn't even notice. But they didn't notice. So <laughs> at the end of the we day, got up and left. And we just walked out, and we did find a Chick Fil A, and we found a Chick Fil A. So life worked out. But you know, it was interesting. At back at the hotel, you're like, is that what an empath feels like, Megan? That's what you asked me. Like, is that, I did. Is that what it feels like? And I'm like. Yeah, it does. That's what it feels like. Like, but you were getting mad at us for not wanting to be there, which you would get mad at me when I would get mad at you for having feelings, if you recall. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Like, you used to get mad at me when I used to get upset that you had feelings because it affected me. That right. was kind of like the interesting well, part. Well, it all broke down at that point. Yeah. And you know, I was starting to feel my victim blue come out. Oh. And then you felt, you know, with my eye closing that you needed to take care of me. I had to take care of you. Okay. So you start, you know, manscaping me (laughs) and we go into the bathroom and you're, you know, fixing my eye first. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Then you start like looking around me, you know, like, like, let me do a check on you. And, you know, you're like, oh, let me get your eyebrows. You start tweaking my eyebrows, whatever thing you do. And then you're looking at my ears and you're like, oh, let me me get those couple ear hairs. And you (laughs) start zizzing around. Yeah, yeah, I will be. (laughs) And... You know, then, then you, you know, you say, well, you know, are you hydrated? And I said, yeah, I had, a, you know, I think I had some water today. And then she's, then you go, can I smell your breath? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll let you smell my breath. Why not? And so I breathe. And then you, you make kind of a face and you kind of walk out of the bathroom. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what was that? You know, like, what was that? And, she, and then I, you know, I go and find you and you're like, Nothing, nothing. Just you know, I'm like, well, do you want to like finish? You know, you still got you want you know what else do I have to do? And she's like, and you're like nothing, nothing. And then I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, all right, just tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. <laughs> and who do I? I can tell you what she told me next, or I can allow you to both. Do you, do you want to do it, or I'll do it? Go ahead, um, Mama. Uh, Mystic Michaela told me that your breath smells like pee. Yes. <laughs> Listen, she okay, told me my breath I smells need, like pee. I need the nurses to weigh in. <laughs> Because this is what happened all day. All you, all I saw you drink was coffee, like gas station coffee from like I, I place to place to place. Okay, well, uh, what? Okay. Anyways, uh, what I witnessed was coffee all day and nothing else. And you were driving a lot. Your eye was completely swollen. You looked like ashen to me. <laughs> and I sat you down and I realized, like, okay, I got to pay attention to him, like I would one of the kids. And I noticed that your breath smelled like, even after you brushed your teeth, like like urine. urine. And I'm like, what the hell is that? That can't be good. And I'm not, I just kind of, so I Googled it and it said it could be like a kidney dysfunction or something. Right. Or I don't even know what. So I was like, oh my God, are you hydrating? Are you okay? And then you got mad at me. Well, you're like, well, why do you keep asking me all these questions? And I'm like, listen, your breath smells like urine. And then you got like really <laughs> mad at me, which listen, I understand. Like if somebody told me I smelled like pee, like I'd be very upset too. I'd be sad and hurt and... I don't, and all that. So I feel really bad. It's okay. But then 
you hydrated a lot more and you don't smell like that anymore. Well, I did, a, yeah, I did a lot of oral hygiene care. You know, I, I did like <laughs> flossing and I did the mouthwash and I brushed my tongue. Then you told me you don't brush, brush tongue. your tongue. Yeah, I, don't I, brush, know. I started brushing my tongue. Yeah, I was really brushing my tongue. And, you gotta uh, brush your tongue, everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I even took a, I, I did actually, there were, I took a vial of, of, my breath and like with a spit. So for MIR, I'm going to use that okay, in the perfect. future. Yes. Because, uh, you know, I think that might work. I don't know. Maybe to, the nurses the will help me understand that because I'm, listen, you're, al- I'm alone on the road in like Orangeburg, South Carolina. It's a little slow there. I don't know how to get anything done. Um, <laughs> and you're, you're, you looked like you were falling apart on me, like in the middle of a road trip, like yeah. your eyes swelled shut, you're ashen, you smell like pee. I'm like, what's happening with you? And I had to fix you. I can't believe you shared that story. Well, I had to. I had to get it off my chest. You had okay? to share it with everybody. Right. Well, I'm sure we're going to get, like, pity for you. Yeah. And if, I would never have told anybody that story. Brie, you're sitting ever. pretty close to me. Does my breath still smell I know. Like now pee? you're all insecure. I feel <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah. No, you have had a glow up. I, oh, yes, I did. Yes, see, you did true. have a glow up. Yes. Yes, I now had a glow up. But you tell me. You tell me when I have issues. Like, after I had the, after I had the baby, the last one. My face broke out in like weird brown spots, and you yeah. were like, "You gave me the credit card and said take care of it,' I, that <laughs> which was, is for you that, that you. And as soon as as soon as God hands anybody the credit card and says take care of it, carte blanche, I know I'm ugly. That, that <laughs> I'm was like, not Am me. I ugly? That was carte blanche. That was petrol hunter. That was not me. <laughs> I did not do that. We do this for each other, like yeah. you know. Well, here we are. It's better now, by the yeah, way, everybody. Right. So Just we finally, we got to baby Buffalo. Baby hormone issues. We're here. My breath smells somewhat better. You but, better. Uh, You're hydrated. I notice all water now, and you look a lot yes, better. You're drinking I'm, it right now. right now. You look a lot better. Don't misophonia the people. <sighs> no, don't do it. Misophonia. Okay. All right. All right, moving on. We have like... Yeah. All right. So we're here. The yes. house. Bree, let's get her take on this. Okay. Okay. So, My parents. So Dee and Papa's house, <laughs> yeah. very eclectic to say the least. To say the least. Uh, it's very odd. There's like thousands of clocks. Lamps. Lamps. What else? Yeah. Uh, Chinese artifacts. Yeah. Buddhist shrines. Yep. Keep going. Um, everything. Yeah. Christmas trees. Right. There's a Christmas tree room. There's a Christmas tree room. There's chairs 20. everywhere. There's hundreds of chairs. Chairs, yeah. Sit somewhere new every day. Right. And you got to remember, this is about a 1,200-foot house. I would say 1,200, 1,500-foot house. It's not that big. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many chairs. And the outside. The outside is the inside. So they take inside stuff and they put it outside in yeah. their carport. Explain that, Brie. Uh, yeah. For example, they have inside paintings nailed onto the wall outside. Right. <laughs> onto the siding. Onto the vinyl. They have the siding. Like, painting. Yeah. There's a mug hanging from the tree. There yeah. is a just, random mug hanging from the tree. Casually. Yes. They do hang mugs from the trees. Yes. I don't know why. Yes. There's a dollhouse area set up in the back. Like there's like a seating arrangement. And then behind the, the seating arrangement, there's actually like a seating arrangement for dolls. So there's yes. like be- little small benches, and then there's a dollhouse. Yeah, they have a creepy doll co- collection. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. there is just gla- like stained glass everywhere, uh, regular glass like paint, like panes of glass everywhere outside. Um, just hanging. Just hanging. Yeah, it's it's very strange. They, well, my dad has this thing like where growing up, uh, you can turn a light on in the room, and like literally. It gets maybe like slightly lighter, but like a hundred lamps go on. Right. They're really into low wattage, but like a lot of lamps. Right. Um, there's crystals hanging from all the lamps, like a lot of antiques, yeah. but just like a lot. So it's hard <laughs> to describe it unless you're here. Yeah. But like, I feel like if you're going to do a study, you could take just one snapshot of any corner and it's some sort of metaphor for what's going on in their head. And you could like really break it down and it would be, um, Fascinating. Yes. Fascinating. No, this place is incredibly fascinating. <laughs> you, yeah, there, there's, I mean, literally, you can sift through the things all day long. It's very homey. Yeah. It that, is very homey. There's rugs yeah. on top of rugs. They like at least three rugs at a time. A rug on top of a rug on top of a rug. Also, you can't have something without things hanging off of right. it. So you hang a clock, and then you hang, like, ornaments off a clock, and then ornaments off the ornaments. Right. So there is, like, a, there's, like, a triple hang thing going on. Triple hang. Yeah, there's also many, many drawers but there's no room. There's they're filled to capacity. Yes. So they have like places to like because we have our suitcases and our right. clothes, and there's nowhere to put your stuff. You have to keep it in the suitcase because every single drawer is filled with stuff. Drawers are filled with like linens, 
that not nobody at, uses yeah, or, or trinkets, or trinkets or a lot of trinkets yeah um so it's just I, how they are yeah. they, I, I grew up this way so i have this like i don't know aversion to things and i think it's just because i grew up this way but my sister is like them so it's just kind of like they just my dad says he has a fear of um empty space no he really? likes to fill it yeah he'll tell you that wow That's yeah really weird so anyway, on, so I wanted to, there's nowhere to pl- place the suitcases because you have to put them on the floor because every, there's things on every single shelf, cabinet, etc. So I, there was one, oh God, one, there was one <laughs> uh, place to put it, uh, would you, like a dresser. There's like only a dresser had, with a flat top. Yeah, that only had one item on only it. Only one it, item, it was, so rare. Yeah, it was this little cabinet and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> like this I'll just tiny. move this little tiny cabinet thing yeah. that they have on top of it and I'll put our suitcase on oh there. Oh my God. And Shouldn't have done that. They do right away, like within... A minute, they had known that that cabinet was moved, and I put the suitcase. Oh, yeah. And I guess it was some sort of Buddhist shrine. So you move it. So I moved it. So this is what happened. So we're all sitting in the living room, and my mom goes into her room, and she's like, what is this doing here? Because, and Scott's like, what? And she's like, did you move my Gohunzen? <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, now we were raised Catholic, but my mom has a Gahunzen, which is like a Buddhist shrine. Oh. Where, and I guess, I don't understand it. So people who are Buddhists, like, fill us in. You're not, I guess you're not allowed to move it. I did. And so my mom said, you're going to get the worst karma now. Like, so she <laughs> says karma's coming bad for you. But the second she said that, yes. my little nephew threw a bag of cookies on you yes, like might. at the same time right in my lap yeah. right in your lap yeah. he, he literally like out of nowhere he's too popped up and just th- threw, like threw them like at you <laughs> cookies everywhere <laughs> all over you perfect yeah. timing and yeah. she was real upset she had to go take a time out to calm to calm herself down because yeah. you moved it i know how dare you i wonder where it is because she didn't move it back no she yeah. put it somewhere else but i guess you you did a big no-no all right all right. Well, I th- we'll I th- take some pictures. It's not something you understand unless you see it. So yeah. you know, yeah. get ready for that. Yeah. We're, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll film you. Don't now, worry. If you're still with us right here, <laughs> if you're still here, and you haven't been shut off by the podcast ghost because he does tend to like. <laughs> no, I'm telling shut you, off people's podcasts. I'm gonna call him D. D. The podcast. This this guy in the basement yeah. does not care. He like care. seriously, he doesn't even want to be pulled into it. He's. Too cool for this, and he doesn't like to be bothered. All right. He's hanging with Jerry Garcia. Yeah. All right. We have a few ads few to ads. do, and then you're going to get into it. Thanks, Bree, for hanging out with us. You're welcome. On this road trip, I wanted my hair and the children's hair and even Scott's hair to still keep up keep up its health and its shine, and Function of Beauty does not... I don't leave home without it anymore. My new favorite scent, Pear. It is like summer in a bottle. It is a beautiful, well, just one of their many scents that you can customize um, for your special shampoo and conditioner with Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is the world leader in fully customized hair care. They create your unique formula based on a short but thorough quiz to give your hair everything it needs to look and feel its best. Every product is sulfate and paraben-free, it's vegan, it's cruelty-free, and there are over 60,000 real five-star customer reviews. And Function of Beauty fans are absolutely wild about the fragrances, and for good reason. Your hair has never smelled so amazing. Try Tropical Mango, Sweet Peach, Crisp Pear, or subtler scents such as Lavender, Rose, and Eucalyptus. If fragrance is not your thing, that's okay. You can get unscented, too. Um, I love when the kids all smell good and I smell good. And I'll tell you, I will never go back to regular shampoo. My hair has gotten so many compliments. It's grown. It's strong. I love to customize it in um, my hair goals whenever I get a new order. And it comes in such a cute box, you guys, with stickers. It's just a fun thing to get in the mail. So turn your beauty routine into an aromatherapy session, a tropical getaway even. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. I really recommend the hair serum too. The hair serum has been really good for my dry ends. That's functionofbeauty.com slash KYA to let them know you heard about it here and to get 20% off your order that's functionofbeauty.com slash k-y-a what scent are you trying scott well we all know now that my breath smells my pee, like pee <laughs> stop but my hair smells really good i am using the blackberry with a hint of watermelon well you have been looking really dapper yes. lately on this trip and i know that it's because you've been wearing some really nice new looks from stitch fix I do. I've been getting a lot of compliments on my shorts. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you the truth. This yes. is 100% honesty. Yes. 
in all my years on this planet, until I got Stitch Fix, I've never got a compliment on the shorts I wear. And you got, yes, yeah. that's true. Then I finally wear a Stitch Fix short. Yeah. And I get a compliment. You got, you did. Yeah. And it, you, you did, because we yeah. went out to eat, and everyone was like, wow, those, you look really nice, Scott. Yeah. It was from a toothless man from West Virginia. That's not true. But, it was uh, from normal people. Okay. <laughs> Shopping <laughs> for clothes can be daunting. You know, you never know if things will fit. Returns can be difficult. Personally, I don't like to go out anymore. Okay, I have cave syndrome, and you don't even know what store to start with. And this season, Stitch Fix does all the hard work for you. They, they send me the best, latest trends, new colors, and new patterns to try, new designs, things Things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I would like that. And I do. And that's why I love Stitch Fix. They offer clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life. And it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. You can try on pieces at home before you buy. Keep what you love and return what you don't. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy, like so easy returns and exchanges. And a prepaid return envelope is always in Included. There is no subscription required. You can try Stitch Fix just once, or you can set up automatic deliveries, start them, stop them when you want to. You'll just pay a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. So Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and they're available in the U.K. as well. I like to do it too if I'm going on a certain vacation or I have something to go go to, or if you have an event, you can just tell your stylist and they'll send you things that mix and match and can get you through any sort of time you'll need to be fashionable. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash KYA and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix at stitchfix.com slash KYA for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix at stitchfix.com slash KYA. Life can be really interesting and it's important to do those mental health check-ins. How are you really? And you know, what do you need right now? You might not even know. You might need to talk that out with somebody. You might not know until you start talking. Well, therapy with BetterHelp can help. And what is therapy? You know, honestly, it's whatever you want it to be. It's not one set thing. You'll get some tools to help you with depression, anxiety, your temper, stress, dealing with insecurity, in relationships, at work, motivation, or just to talk, whatever you need. Maybe you don't know till you just start that relationship with your therapist. It's time to start being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you know what? You really do deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I don't. I do the phone uh, therapy and it's great. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under four hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. You got to treat yourself good. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Know Your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash K-Y-A. Yeah. So I, I just, while you were doing the ads, mm-hmm. you know, of course I was paying very close attention to them. But yes. Uh, the the song that keeps playing in my head is Neil Young's After the Gold Rush. Ah, oh, that's it, cool. Yeah, and it was I I was lying in a burnt out basement with the full moon in my eye. I was hoping for a replacement when the sun burst through the skies. There was a band playing in my head and I felt like getting high. Wow. So, yeah, I didn't know I forgot that line was that's in there really too. That's really cool. But that's really weird that's that his that vibe. keeps coming to me. Yeah. He, yeah, that's D's vibe, you know. He's he's He's, yeah. he's a cool guy, and we're happy to have him. Yeah. A lot different than our podcast goes, who likes to choke us. Yeah, no, um, he's a cool guy. Yeah. All right, so you're going to talk about uh, the se- separation, separation of the voices mm-hmm. in your head. Let's talk about that. Bob Marley said, none but ourselves can free our minds. And that's what we're talking about today, how to free our mind and how to do that by distinguishing between the voices in our heads. There are many voices in our heads and many spiritual teachers have spoken and have observed that it's extremely hard to differentiate. It's hard to differentiate between the ego, the higher self, just your thoughts, spirit, and loved ones on the other side. And today we're going to talk about clearing up the confusion about who's talking to you in your head. 
So throughout the day, so many thoughts just flow through your head. I like to think of them coming on different levels. The very top level, the most surface, the most shallow are your daily go-to thoughts. And there are important things in here, but also the ego loves to slip in here the most. You know, you're a, you're a highly evolved spiritual being stuck in this human body. And we have brains. And our brains are wonderful things, obviously. They monitor a lot of systems. And it's something that the ego is also part of. It's part of our brain. It's the thing that keeps us alive. And sometimes it's easier to live in that shallow or 3D or very surface level of just daily thoughts and ego messages. Basically, our whole society, you watch TV, you turn on your phone, you see the ads here, you see what people talk about. Uh, It's all surface. Very few people are talking about what we're talking about on here. Um, That's why it's so important to find like-minded individuals that you can have higher elevated conversations with about the real stuff that matters, the deeper level stuff beyond the surface stuff. Um, Because we have this whole society that's trying to convince you that the shallow stuff isn't shallow, that you're supposed to worship material things, that your identity is about what you have, not who you are. It's constantly telling you that that's real, that the cloud and the 3D and the whole illusion of what this life is about is um, is just that. It's, it's an illusion. And that's not true. And that's what we're doing on here. We're trying to distinguish. We're trying to get from the 3D to the 5D. We're trying to raise our vibrations up. So how do we do that? So the first thing we have to do is we have to remember we are not our thoughts. We are the observer of our thoughts. And things just like meditation, journaling, mindfulness, which is just where you take a conscious step back, you take a pause when you're watching something unfold or before responding at all, you ask yourself, hey, how do I feel? You know, you understand it might take you a day or two or three to process a conversation you had with somebody. Um, what I call, like I've mentioned many times on here, the three word journal, you might not know how you feel. You might have to do the mindful practice of writing down three times a day, three words of how you feel and then deep dive under those to get closer, closer to the real you away from the ego and the shallow mind thoughts. These are ways to notice that stream of thoughts that are coming in so that you're able to now categorize them. So the first one, the ego. Oh, well, the ego isn't actually the fastest thought, okay? Your spirit guides and your higher self are a lot faster than the ego, but it's the one that you have learned and we all have learned and we've been programmed to listen to the most. It's also the loudest voice that comes through and the ego has trained you to push anything else away until you hear it. The ego is about being selfish, so it's like that jealous feeling or the what about me or the thing that can be triggered by programming. It's totally controlled. Your, your ego is totally controlled by the way you were raised, so there's just a lot of patterns in it. And, and like I've said, we don't do what's good for us. We do what's normal for us, so it's very normal for us. It's very comfortable for us, even if we don't like it, to recreate the ego's narrative. If you were told you were a victim in life and you took the victimized role, you know, you, you'll, you'll choose things and choose thoughts that reflect that and you'll push away the other thoughts that don't support or reflect that. That's the thing. Like when you take a step back, when you become the observer of your thoughts, you don't just look at the ones you've learned to select. You look at all of them and then you make a conscious decision to consider all of them. Kind of like a courtroom when you're picked to be on the jury you're not supposed to go in, you know, with a predisposition of who's guilty or innocent. You're just supposed to take it all in. That's kind of what you have to do in your mind when the thoughts come in. You have to learn, and this is a very hard thing, and it takes time to let the thoughts flow and reteach yourself how to select the ones that are going to serve you. Um, The ego comes in hot. It will judge others. It will judge yourself. It will tell you something cannot happen. It will be quick to say no to something you're excited about. It will usually use a lot of fear to keep you from doing things that really aren't life or death. I mean, you know, you think about it. 
the ego is a wonderful thing too. Let's say you're, you know, do I take the stairwell with this creepy guy or do I wait for my friend to come and walk with him through the stairwell? You know, that's a good ego fear thought. Like, you know, do the smart thing. But do I quit the job that I hate because everyone's mean to me or do I stay here because I should really have a job and everyone's going to think I'm irresponsible if I don't? That's a bad ego thought. So it's kind of the ego has a purpose. It really does, but it makes everything life or death, even the stuff that's about soul growth. So it's important to just love your ego in a way, befriend the ego. Your, your ego is your buddy, you know, uh, but it's not allowed to rule you. You're supposed to listen to it, hear it out and listen to it when it's appropriate and know it for what it is when it's not. But it will love to jump to the worst case scenario. It loves to project failure. It's like all roads lead to how you're going to fail and ruin your life. That's what the ego does. It's real good at creating anxiety. It loves to make you feel victimized. It loves to make you, oh, they left you out. Oh, they didn't call on purpose. Oh, they think you're awful. Oh, uh, they didn't think you did a good job. That's why they didn't praise you. You know, it loves to jump to all those things. It loves to create a narrative around concepts that keep you limited. And it's like I said, the loudest voice. I've gotten to the point where when my ego, and this is, I mean, this takes work because I, of course, and I think a lot of us have lived our lives ruled by the ego and we didn't even know that that was a thing. We just thought that that's just the way things are. And now you meet people who are living that way, they're scared or they're fearful or they're this or they're that. And you're just, oh my gosh, they're so in, they're, they're chained by their ego. So as soon as you see it and even a little bit of work makes you freer and freer and freer. And now when my ego talks to me, listen, sometimes it wins. <laughs> sometimes it does win. That's true. I'm human. But sometimes I just laugh at it and that's getting more and more. Um, Okay, so your higher self or your intuitive self, what does that voice sound like? There is a difference, and I think when you're being intuitive or you're trying to you're trying to work on your psychic gifts or your intuitive your intuitive gifts for whatever reason, for your own life or to help others, I would say I could boil it down to one one sentence, and this is it. There is a difference between what you want to happen and what will happen. And that right there is the toughest thing to get over when you're building your intuition. So if you think about it, um, and that's your higher self, okay? Your higher self is your intuition. So your higher self is you, but it's also the part of you which is tethered always to the universe. And always, it's the part of you that understands deep in the core of yourself, the purpose for your journey here. Your conscious self isn't always, I guess, understanding of what your purpose here is, or, but that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to align with that. Think of your higher self of like the older, more mature version of you, which is just patiently watching. And it watches you as you don't listen to something or you decide that you're going to learn the hard way this time. It doesn't argue with you. It just says it. And if you dismiss it, it just says, okay, and it just hangs back. It's a quiet voice. The more you listen to it, the louder it is. And creating a relationship with, I mean, whatever you want to call it, God, you know, I like that which is greater than us, creating a relationship with source will in turn require you to create a better relationship with yourself, your higher self. So basically your higher self is just the authentic version of you. And in this very 3D world, it's almost impossible to completely always live in alignment with your higher self. And that's the work here. That is the work here, like always just trying to align. And, and when you don't, learning from that, and when you do, really relishing in it and enjoying it and feeling grateful for it. That's what this life is. It's just kind of like bumpers on the, on the bowling. You know, when you get bumpers on when you're playing, when you're bowling and you put the bumpers up and you kind of bounce off them, it's like, Ooh, okay. But when it's like str straight through, it's like, Oh, this is great. But yeah, like that's life, you know, you're bumping around, but when you hit your higher self, like, you know it, and it feels peaceful and it feels correct. And you want to align with it. So the feeling of your higher self voice is it just a peaceful knowing and it's quiet. And like I said, 
the things that you want to happen aren't necessarily what's going to happen. And the ego loves to come in right on that angle and upset the whole thing. So for example, like you're, I mean, sometimes it's easier, sometimes when you're working on your intuition, it's easier to do it through other people first. So, you know, if you think about your best friend and you're like, okay, am I, do I see them together in two years from now, my best friend and her boyfriend? Do I see myself at their wedding? Do I see myself, you know, if you kind of, do I see myself walking into the house they bought together? You know, if you kind of, and you're like, no, I just don't see it. No, like it's easier when it's not you for the pure reason is just, you're not as attached to the outcome. It's harder when you're doing it for yourself because you are attached to the outcome and it's harder to do it for somebody that you're very invested in because you're more attached to the outcome. So like for your kids or your, like, for example, like if your mom's having like a health issue, like, do I see her needing, you know, getting the bad diagnosis? That's hard because you don't want her to get the bad diagnosis, you know, little things like that. But, you know, so my trick for you is to ask yourself questions that are related to it, but, um, but would only happen if the result was one way or the other. Okay, and I'm actually using this for my own example because when when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, um, I would ask myself, okay, do I see myself going there for Christmas? Am I going there? For, am I going to be there for Christmas? Am I making am I making flight arrangements for Christmas? Am I you know like I would ask myself questions like that, and it was easier for me in the mundane details to know yes or no versus kind of the heavier questions like, will she live? Will she be okay? Well, and she is okay, by the way. And she did recover. I just wanted to, that's my own example because I was very invested in the outcome. But when with clients and whatnot, sometimes I'll do that too. Like when they want a future trajectory and we all make our own futures, but sometimes I'll play like, all right, let's see. Do I see you in this house at Christmas time? You know, you want to move, but you're not sure. Okay. Do I see you there at Christmas? You know, and then it's kind of like, let's see, like it's easier to conceptualize it. So I hope that makes sense because there's things that you want to happen and then there's something that will happen and sometimes they don't align and you have to ask yourself little questions do I see myself doing this? Am I packing this trip? You know, if I went on the trip, I would have to, I don't know, turn the mail off. Do I see myself turning the mail off? Little things like that can help you lead to the result. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Your spirit guides. Now, I've talked about this episode 8 is all about this. So I don't want to get too much into it because I already did a whole podcast episode on this. But I would see the number one thing that your spirit guides or your angels will do to talk to you is synchronicities. Synchronicity is the occurrence of coincidence. When it happens so much, there has to be something more to it. And that's synchronicity. And that's the language of your angels. Um, That's the language of your spirit guides. And It could be just odd similarities. It could just be, you know, signs over and over again. You keep seeing a penny or you keep seeing a feather or whatnot. Uh, Also, angel numbers, which I did write a book on. It's coming out in November. I'm very excited about it because angel numbers are such a powerful way for your angels to connect with you because numbers are such a high frequency vibration and it's something that they can send to you often in order to try to get your attention and they will use synchronistic ways to do it. So if you're seeing the number 10 over and over and over again to the point where it's like, okay, this is ridiculous, like that, you have to be like, okay, what does it mean? Well, what are you trying to tell me? What's going on? You know, they just want to get your attention. Um, the other thing with angel angels is the way they speak to you. I mean, when they talk to me, it comes from the right side of my head. It kind of goes in there from just how I work. It comes in from the right side. 
and it's like the right front part of my face. Now, other people might say different things, but notice it's all, and sometimes if you have an in-person reading with me, I'll just kind of like look up to the right all of a sudden because I just, it's almost like it hits me. Like, what is this? And, you know, so sometimes if something just literally downloads into you immediately when you're with somebody or all of a sudden you just get hit somehow with some sort of revelation or or you somebody's talking and then all of a sudden you just find yourself interrupting them and being like who's Doug you know or something like that right there is spirit speaking to you and it doesn't really come from within you it comes from outside of you and kind of collides with you. And that's literally what it feels like. Somebody took a baseball of knowledge and threw it at your face and it absorbed in you and came out your mouth. Like, what is that? <laughs> like, it's very sudden and you can't control it. That's why sometimes during a reading, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. And I'm sure you've all, or many of you have had experiences where all of a sudden you say something and somebody's like, why did you say that? And you're like, I don't know. And that's just spirit, just boop, just putting it in you. Another way they can speak to you is, and here's the thing, like, I have to do my, because I'm like a mom and like a normal person, always check with your doctor, but like ringing in your ears, like for real, like I've gotten, now you could say it's fluid or allergies and yeah, it could be all that stuff too. Okay. I'm not going to like argue with anybody about that. I'm not going to argue with the green and the red people about that. Okay. It totally could be that, but I'm telling you. The more I notice it, the more it's like when I listen to the ringing in my ears and I, and I acknowledge it like, okay, I'm hearing you and something significant's going on around me or I have to pay attention or I'm just alerted to their presence. Um, again, could be medical, so you always want to be careful, but I see sparkles. Some, you know, at times I'll see sparkles. I'll see sparkles out of the corner of my eye or, and I just call them my angel sparkles. And I know it's, again, them trying to call me into attention or try to get me to notice something. Um, so yeah. So, and like I said, episode eight has a whole laundry list of how your spirit guides and your angels try to constantly and consistently get in touch with you. Finally, loved ones on the other side, you know, loved ones on the other side, you're all able to channel people who've passed. I hope you know that. It's hard when, it's so hard when someone you love passes because you want them so bad. You just want them with you so bad. And so, a couple things happen. One, you just miss them so bad you can't distinguish them coming in from your own just missing them. But I want you to understand something, and I just get this from doing mediumship and readings. That energy of just love and missing, if you're going to cry, cry, that's fine. And all that, it brings them in because it's an energy. Love's such, the most powerful energy is love. And it really does bring them in. And sometimes just a good cry and then just like laughing at something random you remember they said. It's just that pure just like joy, even if it's just opposites at the same time even, like laugh crying. Man, that's them. I want you to know that. That is them. That's how they come through. Things that can block them are guilt feelings or I woulda, shoulda, coulda. That stuff can be block blockages, and that's your ego. Your ego will come in when your loved ones on the on the other side are trying to speak to you by trying to create a narrative where you should feel bad about who knows what. Your ego's real creative at figuring that out for you because your ego doesn't want you to connect with the other side because it makes you, I don't know, change and grow, and your ego likes you to stay still and live in your cave and do the same thing day in and day out and try to stay alive. So... Loved ones on the other side come through like that and it's joy and it's and it's good and your ego will try to block it. So just notice that. Um, for me too, loved ones on the... I'm an empathic medium and a lot of you are too. They come in emotionally. You'll feel them. All of a sudden you'll feel a change in personality. I had a reading with somebody this week. Um, what was it? This week or last week? Recently, I had a reading with a woman and um, she's like, I don't get any signs from my dad and and this and that, and I don't get dreams, and I don't do anything. And I'm like, yeah, but he's coming through that his 
very strong personality, which I was feeling during the reading, is coming through you. And I told her that. And I feel like you want to lecture your mother and you want to lecture your brothers. And it's him. He's telling you to tell them to like clean up their acts and do this and pay bills better and do like, and all the things that he was a very red dad, red, red aura in charge leadership, you know, very head honcho guy was, and and that's not her, but that was him. And she said, that's so weird. I never would have made that connection. And she said her husband had even commented a few days ago that she was acting like, not like herself when it came to trying to lecture her her mom and her brothers about things. And she was getting kind of like all anxious and, and bossy about it. And that how it wasn't like her at all. And I'm like, that's your dad. Loved ones on the other side can make you act a certain way. Like they can channel through you and make you start acting a certain way. Another thing is if you think of somebody like randomly, notice it. Here's a habit for you. Because this is how loved ones on the other side speak too. And this is how they'll kind of enter your your thoughts. Let's say you're just, I don't know, doing dishes. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't know, Aunt Sue. Okay, take a moment. Was I doing anything to think of Aunt Sue? Did I look out the window and see something that reminded me of her? Am I washing her dishes? Am I wearing a piece of her? If, if all of it's no, and it truly was just a random, just dropped in your brain moment, that's Aunt Sue. So get in the habit of following your thoughts backwards. When you think of something like that, be like, did I get, was anything around me or did anything stimulate me to think of them from an external place? And if the answer is no, it's them just kind of randomly like, Hey, just dropping in. So that's another way that, uh, that voice can kind of show up in your head from somebody else. This is just like a quick um, rundown. I think the the number one thing I wanted to clarify was we have so many voices going through our head and it can be like a cyclone. And sometimes more than others, it's easier to separate them. That's true. Sometimes life is less chaotic than other times. So when those times come, when life's a little less chaotic, maybe even I dare I say boring, that's a good time to get your meditations out and get your journaling on top of it and make sure you're extra mindful and do the three-word journal so that when the times things aren't so calm, you have these tools and these muscles, because what it really is is a muscle, these muscles strengthened that you can differentiate between the ego, your own just brain thoughts, (laughs) um, spirit guides, your higher self, and loved ones on the other side. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So what do you think? Do you think you're less, I mean, do you think you're less held back by your ego voice and you can hear your spirit guides a little better now? Well, just like I can't picture anything in my mind, (laughs) I don't have any voices either. Really? I don't know. I mean, kind of, but not, I don't think I really can. I'm not sure. what I noticed in you because I'll try to just say this to like somebody who doesn't like want to admit spirit guides are talking to them or whatever. Like, yeah. how about this? Like when I, you know, cause I've known you so long, I feel like lately or more recently in the last few years, you're less controlled by your own fear than you used to be. Would you agree with that? Yes. So like you're less controlled by like any, and logic too, like the way things should be done or I feel like you're less controlled by that as well. I believe so. And I think that's, that's your ego. Okay. Like, and not that logic's a bad thing. I mean, like, logic that kind of kept you in a loop. Like, we can't go to this place unless, you know, we have this coupon or, like, we can't do this unless we do this. Like, little things like that that was more programming or or structured or rigid. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That does. I mean, for me, it's still hard to do. I mean, you know, I'm sure other people can differentiate the voices much easier than I can. I mean... Me and, Phoebe, me and Phoebe are still fighting. So. Oh, Phoebe, your spirit yeah, guide, my, yes. Yeah, yeah, if you don't, you know, if you don't know, Phoebe is my yes, spirit guide. We got, into a, spirit guide yes. we got into a huge war <laughs> when, you know, she told me to buy American Express stock instead of Amazon stock. Of course, if I bought the Amazon stock, then I wouldn't be here doing this podcast right now because I would be <laughs> on a mega yacht somewhere in the South Pacific. So actually, might be you good. happier here yeah, in so the haunted actually, basement yeah. doing this podcast? Exactly. <laughs> With, with the I spiders. You, I think you are, though. That's, yeah. Well, right now, I'm just, I can't, it's hard to concentrate because there's a spider crawling up my leg. Yeah, this is, 
Um, a real issue. Yeah, and there is some strange banging coming <laughs> from the basement so, somewhere. So we wanted to talk about Britney Spears. Yes, we wanted pink pink auras. Yeah. I've been noticing, you know, just how pink auras are. You know, I've talked about it. You know, somebody told me that in the kids episode, I did the best description of what pinks are and whatnot. So pink aura people tend to be very much in ownership of their own vision, very much in a childlike or sometimes would others would perceive a naive state and they can get really uh, persecuted for it. They see the world kind of a little more sparkly, a little more childlike, a little bit open, less constrained. Um, they do get stubborn about how they want things done or whatever. And I've, uh, I've noticed with pink women, they're extremely feminine. They tend to really embrace what we would stereotypically call feminine things and some you know pink aura people would be like marilyn monroe for example paris hilton um and britney spears and myself is pink i feel i'm a pink aura (laughs) you really identify with that um well i mean there was a time i you know i wanted (laughs) prince charming to sweep me off my feet and i lived in a castle (laughs) on a cloud and, you know, things like that. I but, think, like, when you think about, you know, your th- a little three-year-old yeah, self, yeah. we all, like, had that pink yeah. kind of attitude a little bit. And society really attacks it. And the yeah. people that tend to keep the pink are the ones that get used and abused. We love to look at them. And then what happens is the, the people in power use them all up and then discard them. If you see, like, what happened to Marilyn Monroe, that happened to her. If you see, for example, um, with Britney Spears right now, you know, she's in the news. I'm sure you've heard about her coming out very honest, very vulnerable, saying that she's in this conservatorship and she doesn't want to be. And it's it's sad because we all were attracted to her because of her joyfulness, because of, you know, she, and, and it doesn't mean pinks aren't hardworking. They're very hardworking. She's a very hardworking per- person and made to look a certain way like not able to handle things or not able to think for themselves this is very pink aura uh, kind of stereotypes that people don't even know they're doing because nobody knows what a pink aura is but her speaking out like this is fascinating to me because she's actually saying it she's she's and and you can tell too like she was ashamed i had to pretend to be okay you know she was ashamed even of not being okay of not living that fairy tale and showing us that fairy tale and it's amazing that she's like admitting it, and I feel like that's how she's going to get her power back. I mean, I, it's just—I think we're all just really touched by this. And I wanted to talk about Cardi B, okay? Because Cardi B, now you know Scott the WAP song. Yes, I, you know that. Song. I know of it. I haven't listened to it. I—I I think it's horrible. <laughs> right. I don't think it should be a song. Right. Um, but there's other songs I don't think should be songs either. Like Billie Eilish should not. I, I, her music's terrible too. But <laughs> just, you have an issue. I'm with gonna her. go to just a quick red rant here. Okay, Billie Eilish. You guys introduced me to her. music. I love her music. And I do. Okay, I had the dial on the the radio on yes. like the highest level it can go. Yeah, and I could not hear a word she was saying. It's, I know what you mean. She's like whisper. It's like hello. Yeah, it's a lot blah, of blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> I love you. I hate you. Like, it, it's so like very low. low. I don't, like, she could have been singing about anything. <laughs> when you say, when you go on a red rant about Billie Eilish, I get what you're saying. Okay. So it feels like a low effort that yeah, she's putting into it. Like, I know what you mean. Like, was like the mic, like, speaker not on in the studio when okay. it recorded? She's a vibe. But Cardi B, okay, the go, WAP sorry song, about, sorry is, about I think you can at least say it's catchy. I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I did not get past, okay. like, the second line. I know. So, the WAP song, even if we're like, and, and I'm not saying, is this a good song or not? I am not saying that. I'm just saying that like what Cardi B is trying to do, and this is what I see. I see a pink or a woman who is, sees very plainly because of her life and the way she, and, you know, she was a stripper and she kind of understands, sees very plainly what people are going to take advantage of. And she just gets there first. And she, and in doing that, she's like, and now I will own it. Because I'm not going to have you, you know, when I say you, kind of like these powers that be or these people on top or society, you know, the man in general or whatever. I get this feeling from her. She's like, I'm going to put it all out there. This is me and it's feminine and it's 100%. And it's anything that you're already thinking you want to do behind closed doors. I'm going to own it first. I'm going to say it first. And it's out there. And now what, what can you control her with? Now what can you do? 
you know, you see what happened to Paris Hilton, another pink aura. Uh, if you watch the documentary, it was absolutely awful. The, that sex tape that came out, she didn't know that, that she was a victim. Like she did not know that was coming out. How horrific. And she's the one that got all the persecution. And she really didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like she didn't want any of that. It's kind of like Cardi B almost like saw it, saw it for what it is. And it's just like, all right. I'm just, I'll play, I'll, I'll get there first. I'll own that before you do. And I feel like that song is kind of like an expression of that. And a lot of her artwork tends to be an expression of that. Okay. Um, I just get on my pink aura, (laughs) like bandwagon with that. Well, let me ask you a question about these people. And I don't know if you know these right off the top of your head or not. Let me ask you the secondary colors of all these people. Okay. And then I want to just see if there's some sort of correlation that we can figure out. Okay. So Britney Spears is pink and purple. She's pink and purple. And I feel like she did have, and here's the thing. I, we all have mental issues. Okay. And I, you know, at all, what happened to her and I was explaining this to you the other day, like this whole conservatorship that doesn't happen to people. It's absolutely sick. Right. What no, happened I, to I her. Understand that. I don't care how screwed up your life got. Like nobody has the right to take it away from you. And they did that. How, you know, it's awful, all right. but yes, purple. Okay, so, so I can see her purple. being a little bit, you know, the, her methods, and her way of expressing herself was probably a little bit purple. And then she's also pink. So she can't. And then, you know, she says she claims they put her on drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, she could totally probably wasn't hard to make her look like she had no facilities. It okay. probably wasn't that hard. Um, Anna Nicole Smith yeah. is another, another pink? pink aura. Okay. Um, she's pink and purple and yellow, okay. oh, too. Tricolor. Again, probably wasn't that hard to make her look like she couldn't handle herself. Right. And she did have some self-destructive issues and whatnot. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, what was Marilyn Monroe? She was pink and purple. Pink and purple again. Yeah. Cardi B. Cardi B is pink and purple. Pink and purple. Yeah. Okay. And I think, do we mention uh, Paris Hilton? And Paris Hilton's pink and yellow. She's pink and yellow. Yeah. Okay. Does she come off did, as What did more, I say Cardi B was? You said Cardi B was pink and purple. Yeah. Pink and and she's like extremely... Um, Does she have any red in there? No. No, but pink people can have red traits okay. because they can be very stubborn and you will see them often in business. They will own their own kind okay. of like situations. They cannot work for other people. They aren't so much of a leader. They're more of a role model ish okay. type yeah, instead of a leader. Cause the, the Britney Sears, I can definitely see the, the purple pink, yeah. the Marilyn Monroe purple pink. And then Cardi B to me, even though I don't know her that well, obviously. She's got a little yellow in yeah, there, too. Yeah, I, I saw another little color in there. Yeah, she's she has she's like pink with the purple. And that's hard. It's hard sometimes to separate the purple from the pink because sometimes, like, they'll bring on the purple as kind of like um, a coping mechanism for society because people understand purples more than they understand pinks in society. Right. And, but she does have kind of an organized way about her, and that's Cardi B's yellow, too. Okay. And then I think you mentioned earlier... Not today, but other days. Kim Kardashian is a pink. She's pink. She's a pink. And so honestly on her, I usually just see mostly pink. Just pink. Yeah. Like it's, hard, pink. it's hard to see other colors on her. Sometimes wow. like, a, like a white, which I never really see. Yeah. Um, yeah. She wow. feels very washed out to me too, Kim okay. Kardashian. So yeah. I get kind of just like very influenced by the people around right. her like a lot. Wow. Yeah. And, and pink, would you say, is a, is a fairly rare aura color? You know, not in kids. Okay. And and the kids or episode I, I talked about this too. Now I'm starting to see it in adults, but like when I look at old pictures, not that there's like a ton of them to look at, I never see like, you know, from the fifties or the forties or the thirties or the twenties, I never see pink people right. who are adults. And and barely as children. Now at least I see a lot of pink kids, but and then sometimes I will see pink celebrities or pink people in my readings or whatnot. So at least yeah. it's like society for me, it's like my way, my barometer of, okay, we're getting a little bit more understanding towards people than we used to be. But yeah, Cardi B, she's got that, the pink purple kind of thing going on with the yellow, with her business side. I just, I should really do a post about her because she mm-hmm. really does inspire me. Although it's, for some reason, like it's controversial, I think, because of some of the music and yeah, the, and, and her ways lyrics. that she puts it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. I mean, this is really interesting. So it seems like there's a lot. There could be more pink people in the world, mm-hmm. but they've just kind of been suppressed over the it's years. It's dangerous to be pink. It's dangerous. And I feel pink. like as parents, when we see our kids being pink, we're scared. Yeah. For real. Even if you don't know that's what you're scared of, that's what you're scared of. Because a lot of these, like, look what happened to Britney Spears. Yeah. I mean, she was absolutely controlled by her family and put into this thing. And, and, and they just wanted her to be the workhorse. And 
and she said everyone's making money off this conservatorship and she yeah. can't even you know do what she wants That's you know crazy. so it's it that can happen and i say too like pinks end up being like birds in a gilded cage like yeah. you want to stick them in a cage you want to look at how beautiful they are but you don't want them to be free something about pinks and freedom freaks society out it freaks people out it huh? freaks society out so i think that britney coming forward and speaking um to this i mean i know all of us are just feeling horrified for what she's been through wow all yeah. right very well that's very interesting we do have some we do have uh we the mr Michaela spiritual family yes. on facebook we do have some pinks in there we do they seem to flock together like birds they do they do they flock together like yes. birds um, I love pinks. They, yeah. They don't so, care. You yeah. know what I mean? They're kind of like chill. Yeah. You know? It must be one of those colors <laughs> when you find out that you're a pink, it explains everything. Yes. For these yes. people, you know, for these people, like maybe that have struggled for all yes. these years and, you know, like you said, not being wanted to put in a cage or being put in a cage to be watched. Yeah. You get maneuvered, manipulated. Yeah. And then you find out you're a pink. It must be so like cathartic for you. If to, people want to keep that you out. like a pet. Yeah. People do. They want to keep you yeah. like an exotic bird. Yeah. They want to keep, they want to see you, but they don't want to let you do what you want to do. Right. It, that freaks them out because they know they can't own you. Right. And they so, know yeah, they can't that, own you. And that's interesting because the, the people that, again, most of the people that you mentioned today, that's how people treat them. Yes. Yeah. Now yeah, that you, you say, if now you think about it all just Paris, for me. it's like she's an exotic animal. Yeah. Or, something or Marilyn Monroe. Like, or Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Like she's a, a human person, wow. but she all was right. treated like some sort of pet that people didn't want. So, you know, if like, just think about it. If you had some sort of exotic bird, yeah. you know what I mean? And like too many people saw it. You, people attach their egos to these people, yeah. you know, and then, and then these people want to go off and do their own thing. And that per in the people whose ego has, have attached to them, they get threatened. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And that actually, cl- actually the, the light bulb just clicked for me on these, the, on the pink words okay. just now. Yeah, That's the, why we were doing this. So pets. that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, I am now fully immersed in spider webs. They are wrapping yes. me up as we speak. <laughs> um, we actually have one spider making words. Oh. Uh, yeah. I see magnificent. Oh, my gosh. And now he's actually starting to do the different aura colors. And there's a pig underneath him for <laughs> oh some reason. God. I don't know where that pig came from. Um, it's a fabulous, yeah. fabulous Maybe thing. two people will get the reference to Charlotte's Web. Probably not. <laughs> you, like, spelled it out. Yeah, for I did. Those. I did. It's never good when you spell no, it out. No, that you know the joke's bad. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, we got to get out of here. Our podcast ghost is knocking. Our other guy that we call D D wants to smoke a joint with us. So yeah, we got to go do that. We got to go do that. So this podcast is for you and about you. And thank you all for all you do. Um, We appreciate you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on on your podcast app. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.